the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Greetings, it's meeting time. These past two weeks, we were blessed to have Pastor Jeff Sippets with us, sharing his testimony of God's healing power from years of an addictive lifestyle to decades of recovery, healing, and ministry. Thank you, Pastor Jeff. Today, we're going to continue on our journey by introducing the fourth step of recovery. This is a big one. We made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. In previous meetings, we were warned in the book of James against leading a double life. That's divided loyalty between God and the world. And in our subject matter, it's between God and our addiction. And here's what I've learned and experienced. This fourth step is a seasoned of self-examination. It's a time for deep personal reflection, seeking the root cause of this double lifestyle, the root cause of our addiction. Listen, our sin-bearing disease of addiction involves so much more than our drinking, our drugs, or whatever bondage you may be struggling with. Recovery involves more than abstinence. The solution to our problem is a profound change in our attitude, thinking, and behavior. Now, this personal inventory exposes confusion, lies, and the contradictions of our lives. We embark on a search for insight into ourselves to find out why we do the things we do and the pattern of behaviors that make up this fractured lifestyle. Now, let's face it. In our act of addiction, we were anything but honest. We were experts at self-deception, becoming Christians with secret addictions. Now, becoming honest with ourselves began when we applied the first three steps to our lives. Number one, we admitted defeat. We're powerless over our addiction. Two, we believe that God will restore us to wholeness. And three, We made a decision to turn our will and lives over to God. And if you've applied these three steps, you're on the road to recovery. But on this journey, we find out this is not a quick fix. We soon realize we don't recover physically, mentally, spiritually overnight. Our hidden secrets, our cravings, our depressions, they don't just vanish. But here's the key. This fourth principle is a turning point in our lives. You see, when we examine our liabilities, and there are many, denial, anger, remorse, frustration, loneliness, betrayal, confusion, self-centeredness, failures, hopelessness, fear, resentments, guilt, shame, we are revealing Satan's weapons of control. We are revealing the spiritual malignant tumors that are affecting our inner being. And it also gives us clarity as why we go through these peaks and valleys of restoration. Look, 
These burdens, these emotions, feelings, behaviors, these traps, they must be removed before the chains of our addiction are removed. Now, I want to make a few crucial points. In recovery literature, we learn that many of us are reluctant to apply these steps to our lives. Why is that? Because we look at this principle as as if we're confessing of how horribly bad a person we are. We're afraid that there's a monster inside of us, and we don't want to release it. Folks, on the contrary, this principle will free us from living under control of the real monster attacking our being. And that's Satan and his demons prowling within our mind, body, and soul. Now, listen, we take this step to gain strength and insight. This is where we separate fantasy from reality. This is where we stop being the person that Satan invented and find the real person God created us to be. This is not a morbid self-condemnation. This is an honest self-evaluation, which also should include our assets. We're being open-minded. We're willing. We have honesty now, newfound faith, and we're aware that the Holy Spirit is with us on this wonderful journey of recovery. You need to remember this. We may have done some bad things, but down deep, we're not bad people trying to be good. We're sick people trying to get well. Amen? Secondly, this is a written inventory. And why must we use pen and paper? Our written inventory will unlock part of our subconscious that remains hidden when we just talk about it or think about it. It fades from our minds and it's forgotten very quickly. But once our sins, failures, and fractured lifestyle are on paper, it's harder to deny our true nature. When we write it, when we read it, we cannot deny it. And as we identify our self-defeating patterns, our innermost feelings, emotions, and pain, we are preparing to fix what's broke in the future steps and free ourselves of our most painful secrets, Satan's weapons of enslavement, and we get on with life. So where do we start? For me personally, I started by taking off these invisible masks of self-deception. I came out of hiding by revealing my hidden secrets, my hidden sins. Mankind has been hiding and covering up since the beginning of time. We learn this in the scripture I ask you to reference, Genesis 3, 6 through 13. It's in this historical teaching that we learn God provided a perfect environment for Adam and Eve and a promise of eternal bliss for mankind. But then we learn about the beginning of sin, the fall of mankind, when Adam and Eve gave in to Satan's temptations with their false pride and their promise of wisdom and power when they disobeyed God by eating the forbidden fruit. Thus, the inception of our sin nature, separation from God, strained relationships, accusations, blaming others, shame, guilt, hiding, and covering up. We know this story. In the beginning, at Adam and Eve, they were naked, but they felt no shame. But once they sinned, 
They became ashamed of their nakedness, full of guilt for disobeying God. And then they covered them up with fig leaves. Can you imagine? And they went into hiding. God called out, where are you? And have you eaten of the forbidden fruit that I commanded you not to eat? God knew where they were. He knew what they did, but he wanted them to confess. But instead, the blame game began. Adam blamed Eve, and he even blamed God for this woman that God gave him. Eve blamed the serpent, and both of them refused to confess their sins. Neither of them wanted to be held accountable. And sadly, the consequences of their sin followed immediately. But the story doesn't end there. Through God's grace and mercy, an animal was slain to provide a covering, a tunic for their nakedness. God's immediate provision for their sin was the blood of an innocent substitute to provide a covering for their sins, their guilt, and shame. God is a saving God, and he wants to save you, and he wants to save me. Now, look, Adam and Eve suffered consequences for their sin, but they stayed together, and a process of time allowed for increase in this world's population. Look, many of us are ashamed of what we've become, so we continue hiding within our addictive lifestyle, and we cover ourselves in fig leaves of drugs, alcohol, pornography, overeating, and so much more. But for healing to continue after we apply these first three steps, we must follow the teaching of Solomon in Proverbs twenty-eight thirteen: People who conceal their sins will not prosper, but if they confess, turn from them, they will receive mercy. Folks, we must expose these hidden parts of our lives. We must expose the addictive rituals that have cut us off from God and, yes, our loved ones. We must expose the sinful behaviors that have called us out to become Christians with secret addictions. Listen, as with Adam and Eve, we all fall short of God's standards. We're all sinners. As with Adam and Eve, God knows your hiding place. He knows your sins, your forbidden fruits. As with Adam and Eve, God has a robe, a tunic of righteousness waiting for you to cover your sinful, addictive lifestyle. We learn this in Romans 3, verse 25. For God presented Jesus as the sacrifice for our sin. People are made right with God when they believe that Jesus sacrificed his life, shedding his blood. The innocent lamb of God died for you and died for me. Jesus is our liberator. Salvation is freely given, but it was so expensive when God purchased your sin and my sin. Listen, This is not a self-help program. This is a God program. And these 12 principles that we apply to our lives are teachings from God to restore us to wholeness and draw near to his love 
and his protection. In Psalm 32, 7, David prayed, You are my hiding place and will protect me from trouble and surround me with the songs of deliverance. In John 8, 32, Jesus teaches to those that believed in him, You will hear the truth and the truth will set you free. So let me ask you, are you a believer? Well, why don't you switch hiding places like David prayed? Jesus is our hiding place. Do you want to be set free? Have you accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior? Why don't you start writing the truth about yourself and discover what God will deliver you from? Amen? Next week, we're going to continue the introduction of this fourth step, and I want you to reference Matthew 23, verses 25 through 26. 